listening to Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two best friends read romance novels and then recap the plot for you while giving our unlearned opinions and going off on tangents. Let's start this episode the only correct way by shouting out a patron, Amanda P. You are a Jorogumo, a beautiful Japanese ghost woman who can shapeshift into lots of fire-breathing spiders, or one big spider lady, depending on your preference. You live near a beautiful waterfall and have been known to catch unsuspecting woodsmen in your webs and drag them back to your spider lair. Rumor has it that you consume the men you trap in your webs, but we like to think that you're just having a great time in a reverse harem lumberjack situation under that beautiful waterfall. No one has seen you in about 400 years, probably because you're having such a great time as a hostess with the mostest. Cheers! We hope you're staying safe and sane in your part of the world. It's tough right now, but if all of us non-essentials can tough out a couple of months of physical distancing, We're going to save so many lives. So, so many lives. And while we're all alone together, let's get to some fun content, huh? We've got part one of Even Odds by Elia Winters for you right now. Oh, hey, Erin. Hello, Melody, Melody, Melody. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Oh, wonderful. Really yeah. good. Yeah. Yeah. Are you feeling mm. a little out of breath? Are you feeling a little I do under ha- I have the weather? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm a little... I'm having a little shortness of breath combined with a dry cough. It's fine. There's some pressure mm. in my chest and it's fine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's fine. Do you have any banter? I don't. <laughs> I do. Editing the podcast is going to be real fucking awkward next week unless amazon comes through for me Uh oh well michael and i were doing the tag team parent thing this weekend Uh huh. but both of us are pretty sick of being parents this weekend Mm -hmm. so he was out in the backyard with the kids and somehow the tiniest tank the tiny one she convinced him that she needed to come inside and so i don't know how she did that all she can say is down and dad dad and uh, she does a uh, a sign language Wave. for all oh, done. Okay. okay. Oh, she also yeah. waves and climbs. I mean, come on. No, You're waving she's... with your hand. That's what I was identifying <laughs> the motion. Okay. <laughs> so he pops her inside and doesn't say anything to me. And so I'm like, I'm in the bathroom doing a little pee. And I just start hearing this clicking outside. And I'm like, what is this clicking? And then I get this text from Michael that just said she wanted to come in. And I was like, oh, well, I'm peeing right now. And so there is nobody supervising this tiny tank. How long is this pee? How in what world does peeing take more than 30 seconds? This was not a pee. I am here to say this was not a pee. It was. It was also a bit of a Kindle. Like, it was okay. like a pee. I don't know. I needed I'm some glad time our for myself. listeners know that you're disgusting. That's great. <laughs> I needed some time for myself. And the only way often I can get that is to hide in the bathroom, even if nobody is actually in the house. It just feels like the safest place for me. Okay. So 
I hear this clicking and I'm like, okay, well, I'm peeing. So like, I'm going to like get done. And then I like wash my hands and I do my hair toss and I check my nails four times. And then, um, toss, check my nails. (laughs) Baby, how you doing? Feeling good as hell. Okay. Back to it. So then I come out and Valor is sitting there with my earbuds because they were like close enough to the edge for this tall ass baby to grab them and the cushion parts for your ears because they're sort of sporty ones the cushion parts are gone (laughs) i (laughs) I check her pockets i checked down her shirt i checked in her grubby little paws i checked in her ears i checked in her shoes i checked all over the place where she was and Uh they are gone so my baby ate my earbuds and I don't know she how I'm out. gonna record. Out? No, she hasn't pooped them out yet. I guess I'll keep you posted. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know if you remember correctly, but almost a year ago now, I did leave my headphones at your house, <laughs> and you were going to mail those back, and then you uh-huh. were going to bring them to KissCon. And I, by my calculations, I do think you still have those earbuds, so maybe you oh. could just stick those in the old Melody ears, and then you'd you'd have them. Those are wireless earbuds. They won't connect to my laptop to do the editing. Your laptop doesn't do wireless? What? Does it do Bluetooth? <laughs> does yeah, my laptop that's what do I mean. that? Yeah. I bet it does. I bet you it doesn't. I bet they're loving this conversation. <laughs> wow. They're, it's just a chuckle a minute today on, <laughs> on Heaving Bosoms. On Heaving Bosoms. <laughs> just logistics galore. How are mm. they going to edit with Melody's missing oh, earbuds? Does her like laptop me? have Bluetooth? <laughs> yeah. So hmm. good luck to me and us next week. <laughs> good luck to you, listener. We'll see if you have any content. Ugh. <sighs> All right, well. Are you ready to do this book? I don't we remember do the book? what book we're doing. Oh, yeah, no, I do. Listen, Melody. Hey, listener. Hey, <laughs> hey listener. Usually, usually what does happen here on The Heaving Bosoms yeah. is Melody reads the book two to three times. And one of us, again, usually Melody, makes copious <laughs> notes about what's going on. And I kind of lackadaisically highlight sometimes. <laughs> what happened this week was Melody yeah. read the book one time. Last two weeks week. ago? Last week. Last week. I read it two weeks ago, and neither of us have looked at it since. So it's yeah. going to be a wild ride of what are their names? Isabel and... Caleb and Isabel. Charles. Whoa. Caleb. Yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> Look at us already. Yeah. This is professionalism and intellectualism, I think. Well, it helps that on the first page it says Isabel Suarez did this or that. Hey, we're doing Even Odds by... Even Odds. By, by Elio, Elio Winters. Winters. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So we have Isabel Suarez. And she works at a company. This is also going to be a real deep dive in how little Erin knows about games. (laughs) She works for a company that designs games that you play puzzle type games. Puzzle type Type video games. You probably play on your computer or maybe your tablet. Maybe your phone. I don't know. It's said several times that it is both a game where you walk around and a game where you do a puzzle is the games that she works on. And then you eat quinoa after you win. (laughs) (laughs) So she's like working overtime 
we get introduced to her friend Matthew. Whoa, whoa, whoa. whoa. whoa I'm what? so sorry. <laughs> do you remember a conversation we had last week about how we were going to do less details in books so that we could have shorter episodes that, so that people would be less tired of us? Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. So this tell me important. what other detail you wanted to add about the first two pages of this book. Please. <laughs> it's not a detail that I want to add. I wanted to ask you uh-huh. how you read this company title because I had a hard time. Pi Games. <laughs> oh, me too. But it's not. Later but on. But it is. The series I is know. called Slices of Pie. Oh, is that what it is? Is that why I called it Slices of Pie series. Well, I'm just telling you that I read it, Pie Games, up until about 60-something percent in this book. I made that up. I don't know when it is. However, it goes, uh, I work at Personal Players Players Incorporated. Yeah, Players Incorporated, which is P-I Games. You can be an acronym and also a (laughs) word. That's what makes it fun. Okay, I just just had a hard time because then I had to read (laughs) P-I Games for the rest of the... Well, that's where she does work. She designs, <laughs> she, what was it? Design software for corporate, yeah. co- design CD-ROM software for corporate clients. For no, corporate she works websites. on, there you go. She does work on these games. She does have a bald friend, Matthew, that's looking to get some ass this weekend and they talk about it. So what's happening is that she and the team, the design team, the game mm-hmm. people team are going to this big convention in doesn't not, matter in a boston. place boston it's in boston boston they right. are in tampa isabel yes. um and matthew and all their co-workers are in tampa and they're going up to boston and matthew is this adorable it's he's like her work gbf yes and then like there are a, a few other people from like all over the company because it's a really small company so it's sort of all hands on deck for this giant conference that i think it's like a public facing conference yes so you're actually so the they've got like coming a, a by booth, a booth at DiceCon. that's the one which i'm sure is like modeled after a real gamer con but I'm i sure. don't know a real gamer con name so there you go yeah that's yeah it's not gonna happen <laughs> yeah yeah i was really glad that they included like that there were tabletop rooms though because i was like dice con these are all computer games that we're hearing about ain't no dice but it's okay you guys no it seems to be all games Okay, we get this narrative from Isabel that, like, she's always had these problems fitting in with the company, and it's hard to be a woman at the company, and it's hard to be a Cuban-American woman at the company, and she's always just kind of felt very, like, an outsider in her whole life growing up and here, so that's kind of her thing. And mostly in her industry. She's had a good experience at this company up until this point. But in her well, industry, kinda. she says, I know, I know. But she doesn't. There's that weird guy. But in chapter one and two, she doesn't tell us that. True, 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 true. She says that she's got this adorable GBF and she's ready to go to her first conference ever. And she's really excited to be a professional lady who does a good job at her work job. Yes. So chapter two, we clip to Caleb. Boom. Caleb is doing a big weld. <laughs> I don't know why his big weld sounded like an elephant. But <laughs> it did. My it big did. weld noise. And he's he's welding. <laughs> he's doing a big weld on a big on a big art. Mermaid. Is that it? It is a mermaid. Oh, he's because they kept referring to the tail, and I never noticed what it actually was. I thought it was, yeah. like, abstract, and there was, like, a tail no, on it. No, he is sculpting a melody with his torch. 
Yes. Yes. So he does a phone call with his friend Henry, who we never meet, who he used to do a he used to have a game designing company with Henry in which he was the artist and Henry was apparently the everything else. And that company (laughs) did fold, I think, because of that. I wonder why. (laughs) We learn that he got out of a bad breakup with a lady named Katie who we never learn anything about. We just know it was bad. And his parents love her and he is a big disappointment to them. And he has decided, this was a thing that I was like, what? He has decided he's never going to date again. Just oh, alone yeah. he's, for he's the done. rest of his life, Tim Gunn style. He's thrown in the towel, never again. Has another Tim woman Gunn given up on Dick. Tim Gunn has been celibate for like thirty years. Explain How do you not why? know this? What is he asexual? No, he had a wonderful relationship with the love of his life oh that God. ended, and I don't remember how. And he's oh, I hope decided that die. I don't think so. I think it was a breakup, and oh, he's ju- he's decided that that was it for him. He's just done. He's just done. Tim Gunn. How did you not know that? Oh, it breaks my heart. I don't know. I know, right? Yeah, he's just done. That's such a great start to a real-life romance novel, though. Somebody go scoop up Tim Gunn. I don't know if you've noticed, but it is the start to this romance novel. Oh, sorry. (laughs) 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 Oh, man. So he's talking to Henry, and he's like, hey, Henry. You know how we went to DiceCon every mm-hmm. year together. I'm going to go solo this year and volunteer as security. And look at the time. I'm about ready to leave right now, Henry. Yeah, I got to put away this hot mermaid, literally hot steamy mermaid, because I've been welded on it. Do you think that maybe they're going to meet? <laughs> <laughs> well, I will tell you one thing. So this was a moment where you went up. And I had a moment when we see Isabel's point of view in this chapter, because does she like, listen, Erin, you do a lot of traveling for work. I used to. Uh Did you ever feel the need to bring a foot long sex toy (laughs) to your work conference? You know what? That part (laughs) didn't bother me as much as this. Okay. We can talk about that part. So she brings a fucking Hitachi magic wand mm-hmm. to the work conference in her carry-on. In her carry-on. Which means she's putting that through the thing where everybody can see exactly what it is. And they may ask to search it. Not only because it's like a big electronic item yeah. in her carry-on that they uh-huh. may want her to pull out just because it's large and electric, like a laptop. Uh-huh. But also she could just be... Sorry, I'm taking a big breath. Taking that big breath. Oh, <laughs> makes my chest hurt. If she could just be the the number 100th customer at the at the magnetic x-ray. What is it? What? <laughs> you know what the TSA is. I she could just be know. the random. Yeah, at gal. that theater. She could and just they could be, be like, chosen. please pull out your incredibly Everything. powerful foot-long sex toy. You're especially into the wall sex toy. She didn't even bring like a battery operated oh. little bullet thing. Because she or... does need that power Boy. for the weekend. <laughs> and also, she talks in this chapter a lot about how the men at her work don't take her seriously and they make yeah. fun of her and make sexual comments toward her because she's well, a woman. Yeah, and she's like had to completely erase her sexuality in front of them. And, and there's a big talk about how she does not engage with any kind of off-color humor. Mm-hmm. And she shuts it all down because of past experiences that were very bad. 
And yet, like, what if she trips and falls and her Hitachi magic wand just bounces out of her carry-on? Yeah. I, come on, man. (laughs) There are so many pint-sized sex toys. I'm all about taking your pleasure with you if that's what you want to do. doesn't matter how long a time frame. That's not what I'm shaming. But Jesus, Lord, make better choices. Make more covert choices if this is a thing you are worried about. But honestly, this wasn't the thing that bothered me. <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I'm, I mean, I know I went on for a while about it, but that was not the thing I planned to talk about. Wow. The thing I planned to talk about was this. Uh-huh. Remembering her mother's preference to pack everything into a carry-on rather than trust strangers with their belongings because mm. she doesn't want her luggage to get lost. As somebody who used to travel a lot for her job, don't be that guy. Don't be the yeah. huge carry-on guy. You're That's shitty. That's shitty. It that's is. shitty. Everybody else has to pack half their shit in the checked luggage and half their shit in the carry-on luggage. Don't be the big carry-on guy who then, when they're like, mm. oh, we need some people to check the carry-ons, is like, oh, my shit is important because everything's in this bag. Yeah, that was a dick move, guy. Now your mm-hmm. shit's going under the plane. Don't do that. Don't be that guy. Don't, Don't be, be Isabel and her mom. Don't do that. <laughs> Everyone takes a risk when they get on a plane that their shit gets lost, and that just is what it is. It yeah, make is. sure that you have, like, one or two days of clothes that you absolutely need in the carry-on, and then yep. put the rest, and then yeah. go to Target or wherever pa- you need to go. Pack some underpants in That's the right. carry-on. One of my bridesmaids got her luggage lost, <laughs> on her, and my wedding was an hour away from like the nearest mm-hmm. store and boy did she just throw it together in like five hours and it was she looked fantastic and she was a goddess of gorgeousness so yeah, yeah. don't yeah. don't don't be an isabel okay yeah but if you oh, are, but do i will say Hitachi, what's come up? on <laughs> don't pack the hitachi you're it's just an automatic flag at an airport just assume you are going to get flagged okay Mm-hmm. No, we do. We do find out specifically that she is sexually harassed and and or she was sexually harassed at her old job and pushed out for it. Yes. So that is the trauma that she is hearkening back to. And that's something that she's trying to avoid at this job because she does like her job and she doesn't want to deal with it. So. Right. I have a I have a comment here. So the yeah. guy at this job that's always kind of just a little bit slimy toward her yes. is Lloyd. Great name for a villain. Am I right? Yes. Very great name. But I, okay, author, this is not me saying that sexual harassment does not happen at these jobs. Of course it does. Right. The words used, like the lines yeah, used. the phrasing. It was real clunky to me. Like the sexual mm-hmm. harassment she experiences here is she gets her carry-on off the carousel and... As if on cue, Lloyd reappeared. Quote, there's a shuttle on its way over. You got your makeup bag, Isabel? (laughs) What? Is that funny? Is that, I mean, (laughs) and then, you know, on the next page, they talk about how the men were going to have to share rooms. They end up not. But the men were going to end up having to share rooms and Isabel got her own room. Right. That's the kind of thing you get harassed for when you're the only woman totally. on an all-male team. Is like, oh, I guess if we all had vaginas like Aaron, we could get our own room. Yes. That's the shit you have to put up with, not, mm-hmm. did you bring any makeup, Isabel? <laughs> you're a girl. Like, what What a weird... And a lot of this rang weird for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I also have never been at a job in which, like, this kind of uh, sexual competition between coworkers takes place. No, me neither, but I also don't doubt that it does. 
I mean, I'm sure it does. But my last job, I was incredibly comfortable with everybody at work. And like we would joke about, you know, certain things, but it was never like, no, we're definitely getting our own rooms because we all want to like get a bangathon going, you mm-hmm. know, and, and like that's how these guys talk. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. It's very. But I don't doubt that odd. that kind of thing happens. But some of the other stuff was. Yeah. 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 All right. So they're, they're at this logistics meeting. Oh, I'm sorry. She is late to the logistics meeting because her first order of business is not to unpack anything or I anything. Mean, it's just to take out that Hitachi magic wand, plug it into the wall and get those volts going. And I was down with it. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, if you like say, all right, say you did pack your Hitachi. Like, let's get over that hurdle. Yeah. And you're sitting in the room alone. You have no one to hang out with. It's it's your room. Right. And you've got like 45 minutes to kill. Yeah. I mean, what else are you going to do? Mm-hmm. I, I don't. Shower. I did not judge Isabel at all for that choice. No, I didn't either. I just thought it was great. But she I was thought it was a really good meeting. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I mean, granted, when she gets there, they are not talking about work logistics. They're talking about their sexy scavenger hunt. Right. That they're doing. So I don't know what kind of meeting this was supposed to be. Yeah. But basically, they're like, we're doing this thing. And whoever has the most points is going to be the winner at the end of the weekend. And so she's like, here, let me see it. And it's like, it's like hook up in a room on the convention floor Mm -hmm. or do other craziness. I don't know, like, like hook up with a person overnight, invite someone to your room, blah, 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 blah. And so they're like, yeah, we're going to do this. And whoever wins is going to, everybody else is pooling their money to give them a first class upgrade. And so this woman who was sexually harassed at her old job. Yes. Who has bent over backwards. Yes. To make sure she does not engage in any kind of even vaguely sexual humor, will not talk about her personal life, sort of doesn't have a personal life so she doesn't have to talk about it at work Mm -hmm. it doesn't even seem like she goes like out to drinks with her co-workers like i'm talking she is straight lace susan they talk about later how she always wears these androgynous outfits of like khakis and polo shirts Mm -hmm. and she's always talking about her bust reducing bra because she wants to be the least sexy version of herself she can possibly be at work she believes that the so the sexual harassment thing at her last job, she had yeah. dated a coworker leading up to it. She'd had right. a, a regular relationship with a coworker that they, mm-hmm. you know, announced to HR and everything yeah. beforehand. And she said everything was cool at her last job until that relationship started. So she she thinks that her coworker started seeing her as a sexual being because she was dating that guy. Yes. And then afterwards, when she tried to report the sexual harassment, they said that she wouldn't be a very good, quote, character witness. That's not what Which that means. Which is not a thing. That's not what that means. Against, um, against, they said character witness against the guy, which is not what it means. But I think no. that they're saying her report wouldn't be credible. Right. Because she had dated other men in the office. So that's why she keeps it like real clamped down because she's like, just dating somebody made me an uncredible person. Yes. And so I completely understand all of that. Mm -hmm. What I fundamentally do not understand is the 180 degree turn where all of a sudden in this hotel room surrounded by three men who are talking about a sexual scavenger hunt. And dangling the idea of a first class plane ticket in front of her. A two hour 
first class plane ticket in front of her, she says, oh, yeah, I'm in. Yeah. I will also be doing the sexual scavenger hunt. I will be announcing my sexual exploits to all of you male coworkers. Mm -hmm. And like, I'm fundamentally changing not only my personality, but also the way that I have coped with trauma Mm -hmm. because of what a dare from a guy she doesn't like. I mean, on one hand, I really, I really do believe it because I feel like, I don't know. I feel like I've been in that situation before where it's like, where I felt uncomfortable, but I've just like gone with it because you don't want to be the person that doesn't. Like you're brazening it out. Yeah. Where So I can see a situation where she's been like this clamped down this whole time. And then she's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to play the game as if I'm one of the guys, like, like changing her strategy. But I think I needed more of an explanation because, you know, it can hurt you the other way, too. If you're too much of a prude, if you're asexual, if you're never participating in the jokes, if you're never participating in the game. Sure. Then it's like, oh, well, you know, Isabel over there, she's she's a dud. And then you don't get invited to the drinks with the guys where they make you're not in the room where it happens anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they don't want to make sex jokes around you. But right. what I needed from her was an explanation. I needed more of an explanation of her doing that 180. And then I think it would have been okay. Yeah, because like her explanation on the page is basically whatever happens at DiceCon stays at DiceCon. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's factually right, not exactly. true because that's you're in not front of all your coworkers. That yeah. is not how that works. Mm-hmm. You are going to take whatever you do here back with you to your office in Tampa. Like, mm-hmm. I don't care what you say. You just are. And that's that's not like a judgment on her or anything. I don't think that the choices she made were bad. I'm just saying that no. it made absolutely no sense as far as the character was concerned in my brain. And yeah. also, later on, I feel like at least the way things played out, I think it would have made more sense if she had done something like stolen one of the copies and like circled her exploits on her own so she could just know that that she won the sexy scavenger hunt and like have the bad guy find that Mm -hmm. and find out that she did all these things that he could shame her that way like that would have made more sense to me than to me i just wanted a paragraph where it was either like this isn't working out because i feel like i'm stifled Mm -hmm. you know like i i'm unable to be a, a real whole person in my workplace or this isn't working out because these guys are friends and I'm not in their secret friends yeah. boys club circle so mm-hmm. I need to start playing the game if if I would have just gotten either paragraph yeah I think it would have been better because she starts playing this game she starts dressing different she starts doing all of these things differently mm-hmm. without really an explanation of why I will say that earlier, remember when she was masturbating? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, by the way, she takes the Tachi magic. Let's bing, bong, bong, masturbation times. Yeah, yeah. She takes that wand and she does Uh put it between her legs and then she like humps the bed. Okay. Have you seen the Hitachi magic wand? Yes. Okay. I've never thought of this kind of thing. Uh, This blew my mind. (laughs) I mean, we can leave it there, but it did blow my mind. I was like, what? What is she doing? Yeah, I think that just because that particular sex toy has such a wide head on it, that being like, like I think I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm not saying it's a a a weird idea. I'm just saying I never thought of such a thing. (laughs) No, I agree with you. Sure, sure, sure. I hear you, but I will say that if she had packed a very 
uh, covert little, you know, subtle bullet, mm-hmm. it would not have made sense for her to, like, no, hump a of, bullet. Of, of right? course not. That would have but- been crazy. <laughs> we would be 45 minutes into the podcast right now, and that's all I would have talked about, is how she's on the bed humping her little, like, magic rabbit or whatever. No. But... I was I was just like, wow, creative, Isabel. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Maybe that's the standard way to use it. I don't know. It just, <laughs> I was just, I was uh, surprised. Okay. Excellent. So then, while she was doing that, that big masturbate. <laughs> she was thinking about a one-night stand. She did have the thought of maybe this weekend I will have a one-night stand. Mm-hmm. You know, without telling her coworkers. But th- that would right. be really out of character for her. But she was having this thought of maybe I will be a little sexually adventurous this weekend anonymously in Boston, you know. Yeah. So it's not like she does this just because. Right. It's not like she's sexually adventurous this weekend because of the game. It was just kind of an added push. Yes, definitely. HB's. J.R. Ward's 18th installment of the Black Dagger Brotherhood is out now. The Sinner is just waiting for you to sink your teeth into. Here's the description. Sin has kept his side hustle as a mercenary a secret from the Black Dagger Brotherhood. When he takes another hit job, he not only crosses the path of the vampire race's new enemy, but also that of a half-breed in danger of dying during her transition. Joe Early has no idea what her true nature is, and when a mysterious man appears out of the darkness, she's torn between their erotic connection and the sense that something is very wrong. Fate anointed Butch O'Neill as the Destroyer, the fulfiller of the prophecy that foresees the end of the Omega. As the war with the Lessening Society comes to a head, Butch gets an unexpected ally in Sin, But can he trust the male? Or is the warrior with the bad past a deadly complication? With time running out, Joe gets swept up in the fighting and must join with Sin and the Brotherhood against true evil. In the end, will love true prevail? Or was the prophecy wrong all along? One reviewer said, J.R. Ward has a way with words that keeps me on the edge of my seat. And Harlequin Junkie raved, Mind blown. The Sinner was a high-octane novel that answered a lot of questions and saw some things finally come full circle. Romance, deceit, power games, and friendship. J.R. Ward pulled out all the stops in this thrilling installment. I'm including buy links in the show notes, so make sure to check out The Sinner today. So then we clip over to Caleb and he's working security. I think to like reduce his ticket or something. I don't know why he's doing it. Yeah. And there's this sexy lady who's trying to assemble a shelf and just letting out a, a stream of curses in Spanish. And so he goes yeah, over. I like that he's like, what a great cursor, even though yeah. he doesn't speak any Spanish. So he has no idea if her curse words are creative. I mean, you know what curses are. It doesn't matter the language. That's true. So then they they like get to know each other and he identifies her as a sexy woman like right off the bat even though she's wearing like an oversized t-shirt and like some some cargo pants from killing me softly apparently yes. and like has her hair like all up in a tight bun or whatever yeah 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 and then he's like i'm going to this wingdings party later because i used to write fonts for a living no you guys it is a game company yeah and she's like, oh, I love the Wingdings games that they used to put out. And so he's like, you should go over to their booth and get yourself an invitation. And she's like, yeah, see you later. Bye. <laughs> and 
She gets the invitation. Mm-hmm. Then on one page, it says room 1533. And then on the next page, it says room 633. Really? And I was like, ooh, there's going to be this fun thing where they go to the wrong room and then they get lost mm. and then they end up somewhere else and then they make out. Ooh, like in Wimbledon. Like that. Or that they just like both go to the wrong room. Sure. And end up alone. But they're in separate hotels. He's at the Marriott and she's at the Doubletree. You're right. Mm-hmm. So anyway, it's not. It's just a no. typo, I guess, because none of that happened. And she also is a little bit uncomfy because she forgot her titty minimizing bra. Oh, I, I missed that. Yeah. Well, I guess it's tits out. That's all we tits can do up this week. Dice con. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, I've never even contemplated a titty minimizing bra. <laughs> no, are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm trying to get these up on a shelf. <laughs> I'm trying to. Oh, man. I used to have one of those water bras in middle school. Middle school? That's not true. I wasn't wearing bras in middle school <laughs> because my tits were too small. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was more like high school. Late, late high school. <laughs> You can cut this if you want. I don't know if this is anything, but my mom sent me that meme of that like smaller woman who was making medical masks out of bra cups. Oh, Have you seen yeah. this? And then there were like the late, the big titted ladies just like putting putting their whole bra cup over their face and like, is this how I do it? Am I safe from the virus now? And I messaged her back and I was like. It's bad for women like me too, like small boobed women, because my breasts have so, my boobs need so much padding. Yeah. Or my bras need so much padding. I can't breathe that through that. I wouldn't be able to breathe. I would suffocate myself with like yeah. the two inches of memory foam I have in there. Anyway. Same girl. Yeah, don't make a medical mask out of your bra, whether you're big boobed or small boobed. Don't do it. Don't do that. It's not a life hack. No, it's not. So Caleb finds her at the party and it is like a sexy chat from the start. He's like into it and she is also into it. She also wears like a low cut tank top to this party that she would never wear around her coworkers. And she has a whole inner dialogue of like, is this okay? Is it not? You know? Yeah. And her her coworkers do like a triple take. Yeah. Because they're like, holy tits out, McGee. I like it. I like it. Even the gay guy is like, yeah. I think mostly the gay guy is like, yeah. I mean, that's the way it always should be. That's the way it always is. That's right. So, okay. Here is the big conflict, you guys. It was sort of set up earlier, but not really. He has applied to her company to be the guy who's going to work on. He's going to be the art director who's going to work on this big giant project with her. And they're going to be like hand in hand teammates on this thing. Mm-hmm. And so he knows that this company is in Tampa. He doesn't know how many gaming companies are in Tampa. But as they're having this chatty conversation over like rum and cokes or whatever, mm-hmm. he's like, oh, where do you work? And she's like, I work at a gaming company in Tampa. And he's like, dun, dun, dun. I don't know if this is the same company, but I don't care because her tits are out. <laughs> well, and also he doesn't think he's going to get the job because he's applied to so many different companies since him and Henry's business fell through. Since he tanked that other enterprise. By not having any <laughs> skills but art. <laughs> now that I'm saying this out loud, yeah. I'm worried that our business is going to fail because my only skill... <laughs> because my you only do skill the is podcast talk, and I do talk everything good. else. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. I, I'm the Henry in our relationship. <laughs> I do the Instagram. <laughs> Anyways, you do the Instagram so well. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Um, so. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> 
I was wondering if you were gonna. How dare you? How dare you? It's okay when I notice. It is not okay when you notice. How dare you? And here I was talking you through your earbud situation earlier. I had ideas. I had plans. You are the idea person. I am merely the grunt worker. You are the idea person. (laughs) I'm like, Melody do? Melody do idea? (laughs) (laughs) During during this conversation, a man comes up and and kind of harasses, well, just as kind of like a sexist asshole toward Isabel by saying, oh, we don't get a lot of women to play our games because they're too gory. Like, I can't believe you've heard of games. Right. And then Caleb says, you get that a lot? And she's like, yeah. And he's like, I guess it goes with the industry. And she goes, it shouldn't, though. She turned to face him. It's bullshit. Caleb paused, tipping his head to the Thank side. You. After a moment, he nodded. You're right. Yeah. I guess it shouldn't. <laughs> First of all, Caleb, <laughs> Caleb do you darling. not know that sexism exists in the gaming industry? <laughs> because, like, that's all the internet is, is sexism exists oh. in the game. I've I've played maybe two video games my whole life, and Uh I know that this is a thing. Yeah. And he's in that industry, and he doesn't know. And then it happens, and then he, like, cocks his head. He's like, he realizes it happens, and then Uh it takes several moments for him to be like, it bad. Wow. (laughs) Inequality because vagina. Bad. Bad. (laughs) I I imagine him like a golden retriever, like, huh? Uh Yeah. And then just across the inside of his eyelids, that that shooting star goes by with the more you know. (laughs) What a dummy. So then they find out that they are both in the StarCraft tournament tomorrow night. Yeah. And so, okay. They start making out. Whoa, whoa, whoa. So he's like, why don't we take this conversation to a quieter room? I guess it's like an adjoining room in the suite. There's just a fuck room at the Wingdings party? There's just a... (laughs) Thank you. So... They go into this room, and it is, in fact, a fuck room. There's, like, a quieter room where, like, four or five other couples are making out. They're, like, talking lowly, and one of them is, like, furiously making out heavy petting over there. And I'm like, interesting. But they're about to do... He does touch a boob in this situation. So they start kissing. She kisses him. So here's the thing. All of her co-workers are in the other room. Not only are all her co-workers in the other room, but this might be a public-facing conference where you're interfacing with customers. 100%. However, all of these parties are networking events to see if you can, like, get jobs in the future. Yes. What the fuck are you doing? She was very excited about Wingdings Party because Wingdings important in her industry. And then she just goes and, like, makes out in another room, even though she apparently has all this baggage about being sexually harassed at her last job. Erin, my head was exploding. Yeah, her boob is out at Wingdings. Her (laughs) boob is out at Wingdings. Like, they end up horizontal on this couch. Yeah. Both of you have rooms at this place. Get out of there. Actually, no, network first. Yes, network be like, first. Be like, hey, I very much enjoyed this conversation, Caleb. Yeah, I want to hop on that D but later. What I'd like to do later is hop on that D. <laughs> That's the one. This is where my room is. Mm-hmm. Would you like to meet at this mm-hmm. time 
up until, but I have some network. I have some business times to and do. And until then, I'm going to wing ding. Yeah, I've got to do my wing ding. Yeah. I just, honestly. Honestly. Anyway, so her boob does come out at wing ding. <laughs> um, and then he says where his room is, because they're at his hotel now, the Marriott, right? Yeah, sure. I think so. And then she goes to his room. I think he leaves and then she stays for a little bit. Oh, because she she stays to tell her co-workers. Yeah. Because she's going to go to some guy's room. Yeah. She's like, yeah. hey, co-workers that I don't want to sexually harass me. Yeah. I'm about to go fuck somebody at this hotel. Yeah. <laughs> I just, I don't know. <laughs> and I'm like, all of our listeners should know that I am not the one who's going to be upset about something like this. You hear, heard it here first. <laughs> Melody is pro getting on that D. Or on that V or on that whatever else. I just heard thousands of gasps. <laughs> because they thought that you'd be anti-D. And here you are coming out for the first time as being somebody that's pro-sex during a work convention. No, it's not even like pro-sex. Normally I would be like, tell whoever you want that you're going to go fuck. Shout it from the rooftops. Talk about it on a podcast. Do whatever the fuck you want. Nobody has the right to shame you. But in this case, it just made no sense. No, you're at your job. You're at your work job. You're at your work job that you apparently covet. And like you, you pretend you don't have a vagina yeah. or boobs Yeah. at your work job. Why are we tits out of wingdings? <laughs> <laughs> tits in for wingdings. Tits yes. in. Tits in for wingdings. Because yes. here's the thing. This guy right here, he's a sure thing. Yeah. All you have to do is be like, when are we doing this? How are we going to meet up? Let's yep. do this. Meet you at this time at that place. Good. Yeah. And it's done. But yeah. no, apparently tits out at wingdings. Okay. So he goes back to his room. He thinks about Googling her to find out if she works at the place where he applied to. But then he does not. Then he doesn't. Because he's worried that she does. And then yeah, that would ruin it. Because he wants plausible deniability. Yes. <laughs> for his D. Plausible vaginability. <laughs> yes. Thank you for giving me those snaps. This is oh. how I earn my keep. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So she goes in. I enjoyed the sex. Me too. I thought this book had fantastic sex. It has good sex. Yep. And I don't know if you need to tell a Melody sex plot here, but basically he makes her ask him to do everything. It's very hot. Oh, yeah. And it's very like they don't know a lot about each other hot. It's it's very good. It is a big consent boner. It's mm -hmm. a big dirty talk boner. Yes. It's a big tell me how to pleasure you boner. Yes. And I was all into it. Also, one of the things I really appreciated about this book overall is that there was a lot of lady handling her own clitoral needs representation. Hmm. Hmm. There was a lot of reaching down and ringing her own doorbell <laughs> while they're doing things. And yeah. I liked it. So. Is this the one where they use that Hitachi? No, not yet. No. Oh, okay. oh, no, sweet. that's when they go back to her room. But they're near, near. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> okay. Because they're in the Marriott. That's okay. right. So now, and he's like still convinced he won't get the job. But he does give her that Google as soon as she fucks off. Yeah. And he's like, OMG. He does find that out. Yeah. She works for P.I. Pie Games. So. No, they are in her room. But that's fine. But they don't use the Hitachi. Anyway, so he Whatever goes back to his room that night. And the next day is the opening day of DiceCon. Yeah. And she's the first one 
she's got the first shift. Everybody else kind of moseys in hungover and like has their exploits of the night before. And I think she's the only one that got that D that night. That's right. She is the only one who hooked up. Mm hmm. All right. And her coworkers are like teasing her and stuff a little bit. Oh, because he visits her on the show floor and he's like, hey, what up? Mm -hmm. And she's like, oh, hey. They talk about her two puzzle games called Bump and Squish. Yeah. I thought that was very funny. (laughs) I like that a lot. Bump Bump and Squish. squish. (laughs) Yeah. He bump, she squish. Am I right? Okay. Uh Uh-huh. So. Oh, and then they go to the tournament. The Starfleet. Starfleet? Starcraft. Starcraft tournament. Same it's thing. like Warcraft, but I think there's plants or celestial beings. Yeah, I think there's aliens and I think there's plants. Cool. I definitely remembered there being a plant. I think you also have to like build armies and stuff. I don't like, know. It's one Here, of those world building games. Here's what I know. When I had a computer and when I oh, was in the junior high. Tell me about on it. On my desktop computer, oh. I played Warcraft 2 and I fucking <laughs> loved Warcraft 2. I love those <laughs> oh. orcs. I love those oh. humans. I love yeah. the humans that said, yes, my lord. And I love the orcs that said, <laughs> oh, God. And I liked sending them to <laughs> chop the timbers mm. and doing all the things that they do. Um, that is yeah. the last video game I ever played. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Yeah. When I was in the elementary schools and the middle schools, mm-hmm. and I had that school desktop computer, Mm-hmm. I played a lot of Oregon Trail, and Ooh, I got too. a lot of dysentery, okay? Yeah. So uh-huh. I petted those oxens. Yeah. I traversed the rivers and the fords and the streams. I don't think you're alone in this. Yeah, so that's my knowledge but of all I this. I think my dad got me a StarCraft. Like, Warcraft 3, like, when they started getting too complicated, I was no longer interested. And then I remember my dad, like, mm-hmm. bought me a StarCraft, like, for my birthday, and I remember being like, this is plants. I don't understand. And then not doing it. <laughs> Oh, is StarCraft a real thing? I thought it was like one of those knockoff names. No, no, StarCraft's real. It came after Warcraft. Oh, cool. So they go to this tournament and she is playing in a plan and she is kicking ass and taking names. And then she gets fourth and he gets second. Yes. And it is time to bone down for victory mm-hmm. is what it's time for. Can I read you a quick racial narrative? I would love it. Okay. He wasn't sure his parents would like Isabel. She was independent and successful in a male-dominated field, but she was also a minority. That's a rough thing to, like... A minority? (laughs) Yeah, that's just a rough thing to be like, here's my... This is my boyfriend. He is a minority. (laughs) That's what I told my mom. Hello, mom. (laughs) Meet Michael. He is... A minority. I guess it like oh, the boy. word minority is something I think of you use for like statistics and stuff. Totally. Like not actually referring to actual people that you know in the world. Like it just yeah. feels like a weird thing to say. You know what phrase gives me similar heebie-jeebies? Hmm. The ethnic aisle at the grocery store. Oh, God. I hate that phrase. Is it identified as such? Yeah. It says ethnic foods? It says ethnic. Well, at, at a couple of grocery stores I have seen, it says ethnic. Our local grocery store, um, it said ethnic foods and like other stuff. And then they got real crazy and they took out the ethnic and they put Mexican and Chinese. Yee. 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 It is a yuck. Okay. Quick, these strange times caveat. Ooh. Yes, please. We did not go to the grocery store when everyone was doing the runs on the grocery store because we were oh. like, no, we're not those people. 
But then sure, we sure, just sure. needed the regular groceries, and then, <laughs> then it was a little too late to get the food. Uh-huh. And you know where there wasn't a run on all the foods? <gasps> Tienda Buena, the Mexican ah! grocery store. <laughs> and so yeah. we've got... We've got all the masa you could possibly <laughs> We've got yes. tons of big cuts of meat and then like all of the masa and we're just making tortillas forever. I love it. We've got like 10 pounds uh, yeah. of masa and we're just, just making tortillas until the end times come. I love it. Yeah, we're basically only shopping at the Asian food store now. Yeah. yeah. You guys, this is the secret. Don't tell, right? Don't, Don't tell. let this out. But like Jeez. if if you just go to like very specific types of grocery stores, yeah. No one's no one's thinking to go there. So yeah. there you go. Also, I want to note for the record, I do not call it the Asian food store. It says Asian food store. Yeah, I was gonna say I that just assumed that called. was the name of it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> All right. That's uh, in town we have a kosher store and it's just called kosher store too. Yep. And, yep. Okay, okay, okay. Anyway, here we are. <laughs> She was also a minority, and his parents had deep-seated waspish prejudice, which WASP should be capitalized now that I look at this. Anyway, waspish prejudice that emerged in uncomfortable ways sporadically through his upbringing. He remembered his dad's fear about, quote, that Puerto Rican family, end quote, that had moved in nearby, or their late-night worries about property values that were much more about racism than genuine concern. In art school, he'd realized the truth about his parents with discomfort, and now he knew they'd see Isabel's brown skin and be predisposed to think of her as a charity case or trouble waiting to happen. Wow. I guess just how all of that was worded. I don't mind that Caleb has, like, racist parents and he's got to think through this and, like, actually, I kind of like that wrinkle if something would have happened with it later. Yes, uh, I... But I don't like how he thought about it, and I don't like that it doesn't ever come back. Yes. I also don't really like the fact that he knows all of this and still talks to them. <laughs> yeah. That is sort of a big wrinkle for me. And it's not only this. They're also just terrible to him, too. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, mean, yeah, they're yeah. toxic parents all around. Right. Like, it's not like they're racist and supportive in any way of his life or choices. They're also bad to him. Like, he should have cut ties with his parents long ago for this and for other reasons. Yeah, like, I'm glad that she does, in fact, use the term racism later on. Mm -hmm. But, like, is it waspish prejudice? Yeah, that's the thing. I don't like how he talks about it. Racism. Stop sugarcoating it because it's just racist that's all it is that's what it is call it by its name the bachelor sorry Mm -hmm. what what (laughs) (laughs) no but i i think i would have liked a storyline where caleb did have racist parents like that that's an interesting thing for a couple to have to deal with that i i would be interested in reading about right but i didn't like the word choice and i didn't like it never comes back it's it's just this one paragraph Mm -hmm. and then at the end they're happily ever after and there's no mention he never says hey isabel i want you to know that i have super racist parents that i still talk to right weekly because he has several phone calls with him during them during this book like he's close with his parents still yeah, and it's not like it says, and then Caleb never spoke to his fucked up racist parents again. <laughs> or, I mean, even <laughs> in this paragraph, it's not like, I, it's not like, 
And then Caleb told them that they were fucking ignorant and terrible when they spoke about the, quote, Puerto Rican family down the street. Right. There's nothing about what Caleb's reaction was to this. Because I'm sure we've all had moments with relatives where it's like, ooh, I don't really like how you're saying that right now. And the the right thing to do is to say something about it. I mean, maybe it's not always a several ties situation, but you at least have to say something about it. Absolutely. And it doesn't look like Caleb has. Ever. He's just kind of noted it. Yeah, he he noticed it when they were paying for art school. Yeah. And then, you know. Then he didn't have to deal with it anymore because he is not, quote, a minority. Right. All right. Okay, so she goes to the nice co-worker's room. What's his name? Matthew, I think? Yes. Yeah, and they're drinking. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait. Oh, I'm so sorry. No, 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 no. Mm-hmm. So they're about to do some some victory fucking. Oh, and yes. She's like, I. one of the things on my list is we got to hook up in a public place, she says to herself and definitely not to Caleb. Mm-hmm. And so she pulls him into this unused lounge on the conference room like level. That does not lock. It super doesn't lock. And that's a mm-hmm. part of the sexiness. And so she is about to... Oh, he's going down her pants to finger mm-hmm. her. Mm-hmm. And... This person goes a jiggle, 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 jiggle on the mm-hmm. doorknob. Not on a tit, unfortunately. Although I'm <laughs> sure there was a jiggle of a tit earlier. Yeah. And opens it up and like they do the jump five feet apart and look totally normal thing. And the guy's like, oh, I didn't know this room was in use and then fucks off. And so they exchange orgasms. Right. And um, she gives him her number and he realizes that he's falling for her, you guys. She's like the whole package. Yeah, he gets a little sad. And he's like, I was just thinking about how this whole thing's going to be over soon. You know? Yeah, because they have agreed they're just a convention hookup. Yeah. I think this could have been a cool time to tell him about the list, by the way. Yeah. I think sometime when they were going up the escalator where she was thinking maybe we could have sex on convention property to check off this thing on the list, Mm -hmm. she could have said, listen. This isn't why I had sex with you last night. Right. But my coworkers and I have this thing. And now that I have had sex with you, I'm in the lead. Mm-hmm. So help me win this thing. Yeah. By fucking me in this room. And then it could have been a cool scavenger hunt that they did together. Oh, my God. It How been sexy so would have that fun. have been? Yeah. If she had looked him dead in the face and been like, I want to do this either way. It's just a question of where and whether mm-hmm. or not you are cool ticking off some boxes on this super sexy thing yep you would have been like this woman is gold she's solid gold yes she's sexy she's smart she's adventurous she even turns sexy stuff into games she's competitive she's (laughs) everything he wants and yet she just does not tell him right she just uses him although she doesn't so then after this public hookup she goes up to the nice co-worker's room and they're drinking and they're drinking because neither of them have gotten lucky at all. And so they know they're paying for somebody else's plane ticket, which is hilarious. I think it's probably a lot easier for a girl to get lucky at one of these game conventions. I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. Just like also in general. <laughs> but then she gets drunk and confesses that she really likes Caleb to her co-workers. Yeah. I mean, she also tells them like, that she's definitely in the lead mm-hmm. and they ask her if she wants them to brag about her sexual conquests to the gross dude to like make him feel bad and change her reputation 
Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, no, no. I don't mind him knowing that I've done a metric fuck ton of sexy things at this right. conference and beaten him. I just don't want him to know which ones. Yeah. I don't understand the distinction here. Other no. than like, you know, you don't want gross Lloyd to like know specifically. I don't know. It was just it's another one of those things where I'm like, it didn't make sense to me. I don't know. Because it's like one of the guys in the group has the tally for everybody. And you only yeah. have to tell him what you've done and where and all that. Right. So that you don't have to tell your business to everybody, which seems stupid. <laughs> no, yeah, that's a really... this Accepting that this is happening amongst these coworkers, they would never be like, and we're going to designate one of us as, as the, the person who keeper. knows all the dirt gossip. What? Fuck no. no. No way. That is not how this works. In fact, if this were really happening, it <sighs> would be like pictures where it didn't happen. It would be it would be a lot of gross stuff, I'm sure. Yeah. It would not be like, and for the discretion and privacy of everybody, we will make <laughs> Matthew the person who is the only one he knows. <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, wait. So... So they're like, hey, FYI, because they I guess there are some things that you can do that are like risque, but not, you know, boning down with a stranger mm-hmm. on the list. And so they're like, well, but you know that like with your point total, he's going to know that you've done some sexual acts because some of them are non-sexual, like getting invited to a party, which she right. did with the wingdings party. Right, right, right. But that's like one or two points. But mm-hmm. then like going to somebody's room with them and having sex is like 10 or 15 that's points the golden snitch they're gonna yeah no you know you, you caught that golden snatch <laughs> that's the one <laughs> man you are on fire today that's what i'm doing i'm trying to i'm so trying then, to really earn it today <laughs> so it says but to make it known that she turned DiceCon into her own little sexual playground that would completely undermine her professional reputation at high games my god isabel a mistake she wasn't going to make again and my note in all caps is you already did you have made that mistake by boning down with that guy in front of all your co-workers at the wingdings party the barn door is open and the mayor is gone yeah you're never finding that mayor again goodbye mayor that is the most oregon thing you've ever <laughs> said <laughs> All right, so she doesn't see him all the next day. And she's kind of like, well, I thought I gave him my number. I thought he would text me, but he's kind of struggling with his feelings and also the fact that he might get this job and should he tell her or should he not? And, you know, Mm -hmm. it's kind of rough. But then they just kind of like awkwardly bump into each other. At the end of the day, after the convention's over, tabletop room or something. Yeah. And she's like looking around awkwardly and he can't help but follow her. And then Mm -hmm. he can't help but go up to her because she looks so adorable and awkward. Mm -hmm. He's like, hey, do you want to get out of here? And she tries to play coy. But then she's like, yes, I don't like tabletop games anyway. And I love Mm -hmm. your penis. So let's go. So they walk from the convention hotel to his hotel. Her hotel? Her, I don't Her know. Hotel, one of the hotels. It's Hitachi time. Yeah, it's Hitachi time. That's the one. And they walk outside, and it's snowing. And yeah. she, ladies out there, uh-huh. yeah. if you want a man to fall in love uh-huh. with you, I have seen this happen <laughs> several times in movies and books. If yeah. you want a man to be like, this is the one for me, look at snow, and then uh-huh. be like, <gasps> and then when he's like, what, just be like, it's just, I've never seen snow before. And they go mad for that shit. They love they that shit. They love a woman who's never seen snow before. Mm-hmm. They never, do. I've never seen snow before. Oh, it's <gasps> so beautiful. And Caleb oh. is just like, this is the one for me. She's never yeah. seen snow. And that arbitrary <laughs> fact makes me fucking oh, hot all about it. 
I want to go down on my knees right now. Can I just say, Aaron, one of yeah. the great tragedies of my life is having seen I crossed snow. that bridge at the age of nine. I know. Nine? I yes, probably, I grew up in probably like snowing when I was born or whatever. No, I had no, no Aaron, opportunity for this. You, yeah, you had no opportunity. But think about it. I had a point in my life where I had never seen snow. In fact, um, one of my best friend's dad worked up on Mauna Kea. And they had gotten this really big storm. And so he called down and he was like, hey, girls, get ready because I am bringing snow. And mm-hmm. we were elated. We were so excited. He starts bumping up his pothole driveway. And we were just like racing out to meet the truck. And we jump into the back of the truck before he even stops. And we're so excited. And then he opens it up and it is just cold slush. No. Yeah. So. At like nine or ten, when I moved to Oregon, I got to be the girl who was like, I've never seen snow before. But nobody was at their sexual maturity. Come on. Guys, if you're within the sound of my voice, you don't have to have actually never seen snow before. You just have to pretend. And I want Uh, one of you who has grown up in fucking Michigan her whole life. Yes. To just one day be on a date with a guy and it be snowing and be like, it's just... And then I've never, I've never seen snow before. And he's like, you've lived in Flint your whole life. Like, what's, I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, and it won't matter. It, he will be confused, but he will be in love. He's yours at that point. So pee on him. That's the spell, which is, that's it. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's your it. magical incantation. It doesn't that's matter right. if it's true. Okay. <laughs> All right. So he's in love now. Then they go back and they have some Hitachi sets. I bing bong bong. Bing yes. When she first gets to this hotel, she uh-huh. unpacks all her shit into the I have never understood this. Okay. I have never understood <laughs> you people who put all your clothes in the fucking drawers and shit in the hotel. It blows uh-huh. my mind. I once lived in a hotel for three months and <laughs> oh, no. I did not put anything in those drawers. What? You just lived out of your suitcase the whole time? Yes. <laughs> Yes! I have more than once lived in a hotel for months, and I've never, ever, ever used the drawers. Gross. I love that you think that that you are not the monster in this case. No. (laughs) Here's the thing. Maybe I am. Maybe I am. Have you hung stuff up? Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. You hang things up. Okay. Jeez. I'm not crazy. But I do utilize, like, the whole table for my clothes. Here's the thing. If you were at a hotel for two days, Isabel... Yeah. I don't know why... That you just put your Hitachi so magic wand in the in the side yeah. table. What is that? What is that? The nightstand? Don't do the that nightstand. with your Gideon's Bible and shit. Don't do that rolling <laughs> around in there with the Gideon's Bible. That's gross. <laughs> and so we have Caleb for some reason opening the nightstand. I don't remember why. And then he finds she, because the Hitachi. She is a is a prepared patty and she went and bought some condoms. Again. And so she's like, condom, get the condom in the drawer. Again. Yeah, just like put them on the nightstand. Nobody else is coming in your room. Oh, God. On, not in. So anyway, he reaches in and he's like, ooh, what's this? Ooh, it's been rolling around in this unsanitized room. I have cleaned hotel rooms for, for a living. You know what we don't do? Sanitize the nightstand drawer, period. Yeah, fair. In fact, I don't even think I open the nightstand drawer most of the time. Oh, wow. That seems treacherous. Sometimes you can't. Sometimes there's no time. Did I ever tell you about Mm. the dirtiest hotel room? I know we're not succeeding at being a short episode. No, it's fine. Oh, man. 
Tell me about the dirtiest episode. Nope. The dirtiest hotel room you've ever... This hotel was a Holiday Inn in Fairbanks, Alaska. Oh, wow. So I get into the hotel room and it smells so strongly of pizza and Axe body spray. Oh, no. That it like slaps me in the face. But I'm thinking... Well, you know, I'm not staying here. I had to like check in, like dump my stuff and then go to a meeting. So I was like, oh, what I'll do is like I'll open the window a little bit. Ugh. And then when I come back, it'll be, you know, because the housekeeping staff can't do anything about a smell. No, they can't. I've worked in housekeeping. It's just what it is. Also, can I just say, I think I would prefer the how to flirt with a naked werewolf situation where she comes back to fish than oh, yeah. pizza and oh, axe body spray. Yes. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? Housekeeping couldn't have done anything about this. So then I, I go to try to open the window. And again, it's like winter. So it's like very cold, but I didn't care. Mm. I opened the window and it doesn't like stay open. I need something to prop it open with. So I'm looking around and I was like, I will use that Gideon's Bible. I know that that's in there. So I open the nightstand drawer and the nightstand drawer is full of douches. What? Unwrapped douches. What? Douches. Use douches. That's so specific. I agree with your <laughs> assessment. So I carefully closed that drawer. It was not the Gideon's one. But I was like, you know, you can't. Things happen in hotel rooms. You know that they do, but you pretend that they don't. You know, it's like, okay, yeah, yeah. I know shit has gone down in this hotel room. They did clean it. The bed is clean. Let's just get, no, get on the hotel by. is newly built every time i check in <laughs> you know not me not after you've worked in <laughs> housekeeping you know that it's it's been bad <laughs> so then i go over to the other side and i open up the gideon's bible drawer and the gideon's bible is in there okay but also what is in there is so much used condoms like no 15. used yes and the wrappers and the wrappers and the used yeah i know I know. What's happening in there? So then I, I did get a new room. <laughs> I couldn't do it after that. That was it. I was like, no. About face. Out of the room. Isn't that oh, the craziest God. room story? Aaron. It's almost like they did it on purpose. Yeah. Because it feels sorted to me. Douches to this side. <laughs> condoms to the left. You know? Wow. Yeah. All right. Sorry if you're in a ball shaking on the floor now after that story. <laughs> there you go. Trigger warning. <laughs> That came after. All right, well, I'm now sorry. Now we're gonna we're gonna get to some sexy times. Is what we're <laughs> yeah. gonna do. We're just gonna go straight in to how he decides they're gonna incorporate her toy into their play, mm-hmm. and he sets her up on a pillow on her stomach so her hips are all raised up, and then he maneuvers that Hitachi magic wand so that it hits right on her clit because apparently he also knows that she masturbates like this incredible this is how she knows he's the one i obviously like their sexual chemistry is just off i mean it's it's basically pair skating so (laughs) now then you know they they do the sex that way and it's great but then it's great when he goes to get dressed right afterwards okay wait wait i'm sorry i have to move back really quickly yes every single time they have sex he like doesn't even take a deep breath he just like bolts the fuck out of the bed and immediately gets dressed it's like he's a never nude except for sex he's a never cuddle he's a he's certainly a never cuddle yeah yeah i don't know i've never had an experience but when they start dating later they get a little more cuddled times yeah and maybe that's still in hookup mode but still like take a minute to like wipe the sweat off your brow yeah. Take a couple of deep breaths and then get out of bed. He's just like, pull out, bouncing. He's out. Yeah. So, okay, anyway, 
So he goes to like hand her her clothes, which I think is presumptuous. What if she wants to stay naked for a while? Yeah. Just let her get her own clothes. I thought it was kind of nice. Did you? Yeah, I don't like looking for my own clothes. I, oh, I thought it was okay. very sweet. Okay, all right. There they are, if you should need all them. Right. Thank you, my prince. Fair. There you go. Fair. <laughs> yeah, I think it was more because in my imagination, he like shook them in her face and was like, get dressed. That's no, not I, happened, I don't though. know where you got that. Um, so she, <laughs> he picks up the, that's, that's a you thing. Um, he picks up the pants and the list falls out. The list falls out. And he sees and all the so... points and he realizes he was just a bet, just like Freddie oh. Prince Jr., and that's the one. What's her face? And She's when so she painted that. the pictures. Yeah, yeah there you she go. Is so that. Yeah. No. Yeah. She's all She's that. So that. No, She's, She's all, all that. that. <laughs> there we go. Lee. Her name was Lee something. Nobody knows Lee. what her name is. You know, it's in there. Lee's in there for sure. <laughs> it is. But let's move on. Somewhere Cole so, is shouting. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> Cole is like trying to climb through his earbuds. Ah, uh, so. She's trying to tell him that, like, that is not why she's been doing this. And she's also trying not to cry. And so that looks, like, cold to him because she's not hysterical. And so he fucks up and he feels real dumb and real Rachel Lee Cook. Is that right? There we go. I have no idea. What has she been in since then? I don't know. I'm sorry. Literally, I think nothing. All right. Okay. Okay. So (laughs) don't worry, Cole. She did it. Uh, Maybe. All right. So So then right as he gets back to his room. Oh, also, he has wadded up her number in his room, in his Mm -hmm. physical hotel room that he's going to spend at least one more night in. Mm -hmm. He has wadded it up and thrown it in the garbage can. And then he gets an email that says he's getting the job. He got the job. He worries. And it says, Isabel Suarez was no longer a stranger from a weekend fling for whom he developed misplaced and unrequited feelings. She was his new co-worker. His new co-worker who didn't like mixing business with pleasure, which like, I don't think she ever told him that. So I don't know where he got that because she has been only business and pleasure. No, she did. She did tell her. him that after he commented on her outfit at the, um, the, the convention versus her outfit that night. Oh. And she said something about like, I don't like to dress like this at work or around my coworkers. Oh. To which okay. you would think that he would say, but you are currently. You're- but he didn't. Instead, he was no. like, I understand and take it at face value. Yeah. Okay. I mean, good for him, I guess. All right. So he has a better memory than I do. Yep. All right. Who didn't usually have anonymous flings. Who let herself go only with the understanding that she was fucking a stranger. She was going to think he knew the whole time. And my note right here is, which he sort of did. Yeah. That they'd be working together and she was going to hate him. And then he's like, in his brain, he's basically like, whatever. And he's like, Isabel had been using him for a scavenger hunt. Mm-hmm. He hadn't mentioned that he'd applied for the job at her company. Maybe this made them even. Okay. I just want you to control save in your brain. Even? He threw away her number oh. in his hotel room that he was still sitting in. Okay. So, like, the whole of chapter 13 is basically packing up and her feeling bad. And that's it. Yeah. Now... One month later, she finds out. Yeah. Or maybe it's oh, not wait. one month later quite yet. No. She finds out that he is coming. It's He's the, the new yeah. graphic art man. Then, and she has been in a bad mood the whole time. Yeah, and she thinks he used her. He knew the whole time. Yeah. And huh. he didn't tell her. And he used her. She used him, but he used her. Yeah. How dare and so he? now she's like, 
I'm going to be super extra professional so that he forgets what my cunt tastes like. Oh, All right. Oh, God. I was I'm sorry, Aaron. Wonderful Sam <laughs> Navarre tea. I've, <laughs> I've been reading a lot of Ice Planet Barbarians, so <laughs> it just okay. sounds normal to me. Okay. All right. So all right, I have to read you my note because I don't understand it necessarily <laughs> and I need to read it out loud. And so it says, she decides she's going to be extra super professional. Unlike, oh, I remember now. Unlike making out with a rando and engaging in a moany boob grab in the middle of a hotel suite with tons of industry connections surrounding them. <laughs> nice. Because let's recall that's what happened. Okay, one month later. Should we stop? Oh, fuck stick. It's an hour. Yeah. We said we were going to do one hour episodes, guys. Yeah. And honestly, the next half of the book is almost a different book. Yeah. Like, it has a very different feel to it. Oh, very so much I so. Think this is a very good place to stop. Wow. Look yeah. at us. Even odds. Two-parter. It's not even odds. It's us. We told 27 stories. <laughs> <laughs> are all books two-parters now? I think that they are. I'm sorry, guys. It's, let us... Oh, I was going to say let us know, but I don't want you to. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, here's the thing. I'm going to level with everybody right now. Uh-oh. Sorry, here I go. So, <laughs> honestly, the podcast is more sustainable if most books are two-parters. Yeah. Because if Aaron and Melody are trying to work two jobs and raise kids and do everything else, and I'm still trying to, like, motor through and take notes on at least a book a week, yeah. It's exhausting. Yeah, it was really true. nice to be able to do what I wanted this week mm -hmm. and come to the podcast refreshed and renewed and not like super frazzled by more than just coronavirus. Yeah. And what that does mean is that Akoshmerv part three oh, is God, going to be, be six episodes, 25 episodes. <laughs> We're going to do it's going to be a podcast within a podcast. It will be an epic podcasting event. It might. It might be an event where we do like three chapters an episode and we just we just marinate in it. In that echo schmerv. Yeah. I think so. So anyway, okay, yeah, we're doing our best. Yeah, like, we're trying. If there are two episodes, this gives you the opportunity to read more books that you want or mm -hmm. read books that, you know, if you don't like to be spoiled, just, mm -hmm. you know, it's nice. So maybe all books are two-parters, and I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it. Yeah. Are you guys okay with it? Do let us know. Do let us know. I was going to say don't let us know, but do let us know. I'd like to know. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Melody doesn't want to know. Don't let us know. Don't let no, us no, know. No, no, no. Let us know. You're in charge of the email now anyway. I'm That's good. true. That is another thing that I do. <laughs> Is now, as of two days ago, I do the email. So, oh man, Ooh. do you have a lady love? Yep. <laughs> what is I it? I do. I do. It's not only appropriate for this book, but it's appropriate for the scary times that we are in currently. Okay. And that is mutual masturbation, everybody. Oh, Ooh. <laughs> Here's the thing. It's not super safe to swap bodily fluids even with your significant other or others mm -hmm. right now. But you know what is super safe and can be very, very sexy mm -hmm. is posting up six feet away from a person that you love. <laughs> <laughs> 
and taken care of yourselves and each other from a distance. So, what was that great book that had that great scene? Was that the Duchess deal? Ooh, maybe. They had that far away sex. I think it was the Duchess deal. Anyway. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Anyway, so yeah, that's it. That's it. Fight coronavirus even in your bedroom. (laughs) Bone up on your dirty talk, you Mm know? Mm -hmm. And bone down on your dirty talk. That's the one. Um, There is an app that is called Self-Care, I think is the title of the app. Have you heard of this app? No. It's an app. It's a game. It's a game called Self-Care. Also appropriate for this episode. Good job, Erin. Yeah, so I downloaded it by accident. I thought it was something else, but now I have it. And when you open it, it says we we are witches and independent uh, artists that have made this game. And I was like, I'm into it. I'll click through. Yeah. So it's like it's a bed and you're in the bed, but you never see yourself because you're underneath the covers. And it, it's okay. like it's basically like we're here now. We're staying in bed all day. And then you can click on things around your bedroom and all of them help you do self-care. So if you click on the flower, it's a breathing exercise. If you click on like the picture on your wall, it's like a little puddle puzzle exercise you can do. There's tarot cards and you can draw a tarot card and it, to help you balance. There's laundry that you can pick up throughout the room and clean it up a little bit by tapping on it. Oh. <laughs> but it, may, it, it makes you feel a little better, you know? Yeah. And the more self-care exercises you do, the more sunny it gets in the bedroom. And Whoa. there's a cat. You can pet the cat and the cat purrs. It's just a nice little game. Wow. It's a nice little game that lets you do little little um, funtivities that help you calm down a little bit. Oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. That is awesome. Self-care, cool. the game. It's very witchy, though. So if you Whoa. are uncomfortable with witchy things or pagan things, yeah. you will not like this. Okay, fair. That's a really nice yeah. lady love. Yeah. Wow. I love that we gave you such different representations so of self-love. That I, A, prepared a lady love, <laughs> no, and that, not. B, it was good. No, that it was just, a good was, lady love. It's okay. I surprised no. myself this week when I wrote it. I was like... <laughs> Well, this app is a lady love. Put that little feather in my cap. Maybe I won't have to recommend oranges, the food I last ate. Toast, have you heard of it? Dogs. No. Oh, no. Oh, that is not, for the record, that is not why I was impressed. I was just impressed that we both honed in on the game portion of things. Oh, I didn't and think of that. That's what you meant when you said it was appropriate. Yes. I think you know, I was just like staying inside. I don't know. I don't know. I I just <laughs> I just barreled on through. Wait, I don't think mine had anything to do with games. Oh, I meant that both of us in different ways glommed on to different portions of this book. I glommed on to the Hitachi magic wand that she sure. takes with her everywhere, sure. even for a two day trek. Sure. And you really appropriately glommed on to the games. That's all. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, we're great, and this is awesome. <laughs> well, we're and- great. <laughs> and I can't wait to see you next week for part two, in which there is a big confrontation and an even bigger grovel. That's not that big of a grovel, no, but it a little, is a, it's a little baby grovel. It is an acceptable grovel. And yeah, and there's some nice vindication, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. Some good justice that yeah. happens. Mm-hmm. Some good facing of fears that mm-hmm. we're going to get to next week. Mm-hmm. So, you know, gird your loins. Gird them. Also, there's going to be more lady clit touching. So, you know. Oh, you're just going to keep going, huh? <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> we usually don't do a little oh, right. on the next heaving bosoms <laughs> clit touching, but hey. <laughs> it's always true, right. so we could put that at the end of every episode. And on the next heaving bosoms, a clit, clit gets touched. <laughs> Are you ready for some clit touching? Oh, I've never been more in love with our podcast. Okay. Um, you can find us on all the places. Instagram is at heaving bosoms. Twitter is at heaving underscore bosoms. We love it when you follow us and engage with us. Tell us what you're thinking. And then how else can they do that, Erin? Oh, we have a Facebook page that is called the heaving bosoms podcast page. And then there's a group that is the heaving bosoms geriatric friendship cult. It's a very, very fun space on the internets. And we have our website which is heavingbosomspodcast.com where you can find links to our patreon links to the 2020 reading embrace what a great time to get bonus content on the oh patreon my God. but also if you are in a situation where you are no longer as employed as you want to be we will not yes. have any hard feelings if you can no longer no. be a patron so yes take those two things for what they're worth <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah absolutely absolutely yeah. everybody's you know, a lot of people are getting hit financially this time, and we've gotten a couple of very sweet messages being like, we wish we could be patrons, mm-hmm. but we can't. But and also, don't feel like you have time, to send us yes, a message no. that says, I couldn't be a patron anymore, and here's why. We're not we're not offended. If, no. you, if you ever need to, we're not offended. The best thing that you can do for us and for the world is take care of yourself, yes. and that's all we want. Yes. So, we're good. Mm-hmm. But also, if you're looking for some bonus content, we got a yeah, lot of it out there. There's some good shit in there. All right. And that's it, I think. Also, what a great time to Mm. clean up on your HB Reading Embrace, which you can find on our website. Yeah. It's our yearly reading challenge, but is not a challenge. It is not a challenge. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. It's a good time. All right. Well, keep being a badass. Oh, man. And love yourself as much as you love douches to the left. Use condoms on the right. Oh no! I'm so worried that people are going to be like, "How dare you disturb my day like that?" Like, I listened to this podcast to be happy, and you made me sad. Like, I really feel like that's going to be the response to that story that I had to say. Okay, all right, all right. I love Talk you. to you later. Right. Love you. Bye. Bye. Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes, we are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah! Lilas! Okay, back to the show.